0: A warm welcome to the very first episode of Disky Talk with Liolo. Yes, yes, yes. New beginnings, (laughs) new podcasts. (laughs) So I have uh, ventured on this new journey and uh, the theme of this new journey is Disky Talk with Liolo. But without wasting any time, I'd like to firstly introduce my guests. First of all, I've got uh, Pumuzo. How are you doing, bro?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks. You good? Yeah, I'm happy, man.
0: Good, good, good. And then I have Solly. How are you doing, my brother?
1: Ah, oh, fantastic. I'm great, man. Happy to be back home.
0: <laughs> oh, I, lo- I, lo- I love that you say that. Yeah. Your new home. <laughs> <Your> new home. <laughs> yeah. To me? How are you doing? I'm fantastic. No No complaints. No, no complaints. complaints. Yeah. Lovely. So, I love the fact that we're going to kick off the very first episode of Disky Talk with Liolo with UEFA Champions League. Mm. On this week's episode, we discuss all things UEFA Champions League as we, we react to the quarterfinals, which were contested in the past two, week, two weeks, and we also predict which teams will advance to the finals. However, to kick it all off, you know, uh, I love the unpopular opinion segment. And this week's unpopular opinion is... The away goal rule is one that has seen many knockout ties decided with some left over the moon and some in despair. What do you guys make about the entertainment value that this rule adds, considering that you can lose a game, draw on aggregate, and still win over two legs by virtue of the away goal rule as we have seen with a couple of ties this UEFA Champions League season?
1: Mm -hmm. I'll swing
0: this question to Promozo. Let's start with you, bro.
1: How do I feel about the away rule? Like, you know, when your team is on the wrong side of it, it can hurt, but <laughs> yeah, but all in all, I, I understand the rule, and I I enjoy the rule. I think it adds an extra dimension to the game, you see? Um, and if you look at some of the antics that some of the fans pull, uh, when clubs go to, when travel, uh, they, the fans like make noise outside the hotel, trying to distract the team, yeah. you know, no when sleep. no sleep, you add the things, and... You're playing in Europe, so the travel does, you know, give the home team an advantage. So I do get that uh, factor. So I I enjoy the role, and I think it, I think it should stay. You think it should, it should stay? Sh- I think it should yeah. stay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Moving on to me, how do you feel, bro? Uh,
1: honestly, I think it should stay as well. But I think it goes beyond, you know, the entertainment factor. Uh, i feel like as a club you should make your home like a fortress yeah, yeah. you know yeah, you should protect your home yes. you know if you're yes. thinking about it so yes. it's a good rule it it should it should force you to basically you know keep your home a fortress make sure you don't concede mm. and then when you go to the opposing team that's where you should punish mm. but like Pomoto said uh being a victim of it isn't <laughs> pretty mm. but I, yeah. I stand by the rules
0: yeah mm. yeah and you know when when i think about it it's a bit of an awkward one you know, for example, um, you look at the scoreline, PSG have lost one nil, but Neymar and Co are celebrating like <laughs> <laughs> no one's business, you know, and then you look at the aggregate score, it's three, three. It's a bit of a confusing one if you are Ooh. to explain to a person who doesn't thoroughly know the game, mm. but when it comes to individuals who thoroughly know the game, Soli, king, what do you think wow. about this look, rule? I mean, this, this goes back to, you know, ancient times,
2: um you know, continental competitors, mind games, you know. yeah. I mean, Pomozo spoke about noise being made outside the hotel, you know, possibly the hotel serving, serving bad food.
0: Any, <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> any
2: kind of edge to get into your opponent's mind yeah. when they are not in their home territory. Because home means comfort. Home means fortress, mm. like Dumi says. You yeah. know? Home means, like, even if you think about it, if someone would walk into your house and slap you, <laughs> That's the ultimate, <laughs> you know, form of disrespect. Rather yeah. than a you know, rather than hitting you in your house, in your safe space, in your yeah. home. So, I believe it counts for something if I score in your home territory. Yeah. Hence, the away goal counts for two goals. Yeah. You know, it must count for something. I mean, it's it's it 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 was the energy of the times. You know, yeah. um, if I if I can come into your fortress and beat you then it needs to be of extra benefit. It needs to be of extra, you know, incentive. Yeah. And you must work that much harder to come into my fortress Mm -hmm. and be able to do the same. And if you can't, then in the greater scheme of the,
0: you know, of the battle, you know, you you win the war. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and what I love about it, like you say, that it has the nostalgic essence of um, ancient war because... Mm. Yes, you can win the battle, but did you win the war? Yeah, That's the bigger question. And what I also love about it is that it adds, it adds a different edge to the game because I believe UEFA Champions League is the highest order when it comes to football in, uh, around the world, right? Absolutely. So you've got all these quality players. Just to add a bit of spice, <laughs> let's add this room, <laughs> you know? and, are you good, and Are you good enough to go against the odds? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And, and, and it changes everything up. Oof, I really, I really, I really love the the away oh, goal yeah. rule, so I'll I'll definitely keep it. Absolutely. And to
1: what you said, it's I think it's a big reason for a lot of upsets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you look at Juventus, if it wasn't for the away game, rule Porto was it? Don't make it through. Yeah. But a lot of teams don't make it through. So, as a strong team, I think it makes you aware that I'm at home, so you know, I can't. Um, in some ways, it
2: does level the playing field yeah, yeah. Yeah. Many people do think that it actually doesn't But to be honest, it does level the playing field Yeah. is very right by the point that he's raising Because it does give everybody a fair chance to say Look, if I catch you sleeping <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: yeah, definitely So, we'll go into the first tie Which was um, Chelsea 2, Porto 1 <laughs> Over two legs what are your thoughts on how the encounter played out over two legs as both Porto and Chelsea were the least favourable teams contesting in the quarterfinals? Since Soli is uh, Chelsea <laughs> faithful, I'll start with you. I take
2: offence by Chelsea being a least favourite team. <laughs> <laughs> I take yeah. offence. Yeah. But if you, if you really think about it, I mean, history will tell you, Chelsea can never be regarded as a least favourite team. You know, we, we kind of sneak in... You know, behind everybody's radar. And next thing you know, you open your eyes, we're in the final. Yeah. You know, and you wonder, how did this happen? And
0: next thing, we win the final. Beating you know? someone in, 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 their, in, their, in their own home. In their own home. Goes back to the point where we exactly. mentioned earlier on. Exactly,
2: yeah. exactly. So, I mean, look, in, 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 in the greater scheme of things, it was, it was a good tie, you know. I do feel like Chelsea did assert their dominance eventually. You know, um, Thomas really did what he does best, you know, tactically, technically, he really, you know, broke down that game. Mason Mount, one of my favorite players, you know, is, is a guy that I'm really seeing come hey, to the party in yeah. in Champions League. He's really, you know, giving a good showing of himself. So, I, I, I found it to be very interesting. I was looking at N'Golo Kante as well. He was playing a very weird role, you know. Yeah, yeah. He played a role that... I believe Frank Lampard was trying to play him in. Yeah. And I think Thomas just found the right way of doing it. Yeah. Where he's still defensively strong, but he's advancing a lot more forward, you know, threading through a couple of passes here and there. So yeah. it's, it's looking interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm finding it quite interesting. Uh, Porto, hey man, they, they really gave a good fight. Yeah. I, I, I really do... I was I was rooting for them to be honest, um, as much mm-hmm. as I'm a Chelsea supporter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was rooting for Porto. Please because, do explain, sir. How does that no, dynamic no, 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 look, work?
2: Ultimately, ultimately, you know, they they really did give a good showing in that first leg, and I was really thinking that they might come and show an upset in the second. Right? Yeah. So. The journey coming through as well when Porto won the Champions League, it was pretty similar, so I figured a lot of crazy things have been happening in football over the last maybe 12 months. Yeah it, it wouldn't it, have surprised it, it, me that it's, Porto caused it's, an. upset. It's, it's
0: that kind of season. You but know? I do think maybe that that, kind that, of season.
2: That, that, that that title will be given to Chelsea to cause the upset. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually 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 see it. like I believe that all four teams in have a, a real chance, mm, okay. yeah, but uh, looking at Chelsea, right. Um, the Chelsea and Porto game, I'm proud of Porto. Like mm-hmm. they, the mm-hmm. the way they play, the way they went up up against Chelsea. Every team they uh, they play against, mm. they they show up. You know, they don't just sit. And I feel like the Chelsea and the Porto game was decided by quality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, the yeah. Chelsea players yeah. have more quality for than Porto. Them. So and that, you know, that's what it was for me at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It
0: just boils down 50. to the dynamics of, of quality mm-hmm. and. That, that that's about it, to me. I know you're on the opposing side <laughs> when it comes to Chelsea. Nah,
1: Chelsea, uh, but honestly, uh, I did see this coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, honestly, uh, like uh, Soli said here, um, if if Lampard was still coaching, honestly, I'd still be doubtful about Chelsea. If yeah. I'm Being honest, but since him coming to the camp and changing the whole philosophy and the style of play. I really didn't have any doubts. But then again, also, like they said, really impressed by Porto. They came, they were very brave in the way they played. Every game that they came to uh, was the same approach. Bravery and wasn't cowardice, you know. So that really impressed me as well. I think it was a good game to watch. Uh, But since, like I said, again, since Sucho came in, Chelsea is not a team that I would really overlook right now. Yeah, I would see them, they're looking very dangerous, even in the next fixtures, you know. And to what you say about Chelsea, like the way it's like you can see them like forming, you know, uh, like uh, let's
0: say it's a mold and you can see what he's trying to do, you see. So I don't overlook them, honestly. But But that is something we're going to get into depth a bit later. Moving on to the next tie, Real Madrid 3, Liverpool (laughs) 1. An encounter that was interesting for all reasons. But the major talking point being the injuries to key players on both sides. How do you feel about these about this result, gentlemen? All right,
1: let me let me start it, cause mm. honestly, uh Liverpool really did disappoint me. Uh I'd like to say that if it's if it's not if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yes, sir. You see, so if we if you know Liverpool when Club first came in, we, we know we knew them as a, a high pressing team, high intensity pressing team. Uh so they come first leg, yes they press they press high up the field, but then they don't really Press the ma- the players mm-hmm. in terms of mm-hmm. you find that Tony Cross had so much time on the ball, to scan the field, and then give the long ball to Vinicius the and goal. then that's where we uh, that, that's where we see that okay, Liverpool missed Virgil Van Dyke, yes, because those long balls, I don't Virgil would not allow them to go through, and we saw that it caused like two goals if I'm not wrong, two mm-hmm. goals same type, Tony Cross got the ball in the middle, mm-hmm. so much time on the ball, mm-hmm. gave mm-hmm. the long ball, and then because unfortunately the Liverpool centre-back pairing was not that great, they got caught, uh, you know. And then it was only then, second leg, they came, and then they decided, okay, let's go back to the default settings. You know, let's yep. press these guys, let's not allow them time on the ball. And it helped. Uh, just that, unfortunately, you know... It's it's un, it's unfortunate that they couldn't do it sooner. Yeah, you see. Uh, so that really <clears throat> irritated me. Like, well,
0: why didn't you guys do this in the beginning? In The, in the beginning. Yeah. 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 You guys
1: hurt yourself now mm. by doing this.
0: Yeah, I and I thoroughly mm. echo the same sentiments. I was just very disappointed, you know, mm. not just by the um, the players and how they conducted themselves, but the technical team and club. I feel mm. like they got the lineup wrong. Yes. And um, I just feel that. If I'm a player, even now, you know, as uh, as 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 a podcast right now, as a uh, Disky Talk, I feel like uh, if the four of us had to pick a back four to play against, I feel like that's the back four would pick to play against. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. And at the end of the day, you look at Kabak, you look at uh, Phillips. They don't they don't inspire confidence. They look yeah. very shaky. Hey? At all, they don't inspire very confidence. Shaky. And my thing is, I understand the. Um, the, the, the stability that uh, Fabinho gives in midfield. But in this case, I think it would have been better suited. Uh, the man Klopp likes to call his Dyson because he can mm-hmm. do everything. Mm-hmm. Better suited if he played Dyson at centre-back yes. with maybe then uh, a Kavak. Yes. And then in the midfield, gone then with your Wijnaldum, Keita and Thiago. Mm. And also not starting Thiago was a big issue yeah. for me. Mm. Because Thiago is... He is the prime example of a Champions, League, Champions League midfield <laughs> footballer. Yes. You know, he understands the game thoroughly, especially Champion Champions League football. So I was disappointed when I when I when, when I look at the lineup. And another thing is what a lot of people don't understand, you know, yes, you can single out the the two fullbacks of Liverpool that had mm. bad performances, but what people need to understand, what enables the two fullbacks to play are the two center backs. Yes. If the two center backs don't inspire confidence, there's holes that get created between the center back and the full back and they then are they're not forward thinking. You know, that's why Robertson didn't get further up the pitch enough. Alexander Arnold didn't get further up the pitch enough. Now they have to focus on defending, which is not their strength. Mm-hmm. You know, and also the way Liverpool have played over the years, they've always played with two triangles uh, left-sided triangle, which was Mane, Robertson, and uh, Wan On the right side, it would be Salah, Arnold, and uh, Henderson. Mm-hmm. Henderson and Wan were very pivotal to those triangles. Now both of them were missing. They were not. They were not there. So they couldn't inspire that confidence to those fullbacks. You know. So I was I was just disappointed with Liverpool second leg. For me, no cutting edge. They got so many chances, but they just couldn't finish. They tried
2: throwing the kitchen sink at them, and but yeah. it wasn't coming together in that final third. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, so yeah. So yeah, yeah. actually,
1: uh, Real Madrid missed Ramos because those chances that Liverpool were getting were like, mm-hmm. yeah. Look,
2: all in all, I don't, I don't, I don't think. Like, you know what this reminds me of? Um, it reminds me of um, Liverpool Leipzig. Remember when we spoke about how? Leipzig was trying to exploit the weakness of Trent. Right? Yeah. And not exploiting the weakness of the centre back. Yeah. Ever since that game, I feel like other oppositions saw that and said, wait a minute, these guys are actually for the taking on the centre back position. Definitely. And when I saw that, Kabak, Phillips pairing, I immediately knew. You know um, the attacking qualities there. We can't we can't doubt that. Yeah. But the defensive frailties that they're going through right now are so, so big that I really felt... Look, <clears throat> this is not the strongest Madrid team.
0: No. no, no I do no. feel
2: like Liverpool could have gone through, you know? Yeah, they should have. Um, Madrid is not a better team than Liverpool as well, in my opinion, personally. Yeah. I really don't think that they're, 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 they're a better team. But, with a team with the experience of Madrid, a team of Madrid's calibre, you cannot afford to give them
0: a sniff. Yeah. Because they mm.
2: will manage the life out of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I actually had a conversation with a friend, and I was telling him that if... There is a team that is best suited for Champions League footballs Real, Real Madrid by yeah. far and large. Their bus driver has been to more finals <laughs> than Liverpool. And and I was telling these guys that and these guys were trying to argue with me. I'm like, hey man, don't argue with me. Real Madrid, no Champions League football, not just on the field. Off the field, the backroom staff, you know, the ladies who do the laundry. Like, everybody knows Champions League football, you know. It's a culture. It's a culture. Mm. Pumuzo, what was your take on this game?
1: Oh, man, I feel like Liverpool, um, they were living in dreamland. Like, trying to... (laughs) The the comebacks, you know, their story, they left themselves with too much to do, you know. Um, And I agree to what Demi said, like, if it's not broken, don't fix it. And... In the first match, you know that your defense is not that strong, so protect them. Yeah. you know, press high, protect them. You know, um, and like you said, you give Real Madrid a chance. You give Real Madrid a chance; they score and they will sit. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. guys mm-hmm. will, they will Manage. sit. And in the se- uh, in the second leg, you saw that Real Madrid knew exactly what they were. They had a game plan yeah. and they got there they and they executed. Yeah, and it doesn't help the fact that um, the Liverpool. Attackers were basically poor. They were poor in that yeah. game. So, even though Liverpool should have went through with
0: just Real Madrid experience and quality, quality again. They, they did deserve to go through
1: Real Madrid, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Moving on right along, Man City 4, Dortmund 2. A game which held significant history as City have the quarterfinal curse and versus Dortmund's failures to overturn first-leg deficits. History was short to repeat itself on either side. However, Pep finally broke the quarter-final curse. How do you feel about the performance overall, gentlemen?
1: Who's going to go first? <laughs> okay, I'll start with this one. Right. I was impressed with uh, Man City, but Dortmund didn't yeah. make it easy for them. Yeah, You know, I think um, the players that Dortmund had, uh, Haaland and... The kid, uh, the 17-year-old... Oh, Jude. Mm, You see, um, Mm. I think he was the man of the... uh, The Dortmund man of the match over the two legs. Yeah. So, Dortmund... I think they did what they were good at. Compared, You can't play possession football against City, you know. And they tried to hurt City where they could. They got unlucky with some, you know, bad calls. But looking at City, what I was most impressed with was how they bounced back in the second leg after... Uh, they conceded the first goal because you could see in the beginning of the game that City players were playing with that curse in mind the way they were moving they were shaky even when they conceded the first uh, like a first the first chance you Mm. can see Walker just shouting at them everybody's like shaking, you know and then they scored that goal uh they they scored um the goal and City players I think that was the best thing that could happen for them in that game yeah you know if it wasn't for that, the game could have went uh nil and then Dortmund could have stole it at the last minute. Yeah. So after that, uh it forced City to play and players showed up. It was unfortunate that De Bruyne didn't get any sooner, but it was coming. You could see that it was coming. Yeah. And that handball it was they forced that handball. You could see Emre uh Chan like he was he didn't know what to do with himself in that uh situation and after they got that um that first yeah. goal they just cruised from there, so I think it was a mature performance for them, and they handled their nerves well. Very mature performance. You're
2: right. You know, I think that's the word I'll take out from there because I I do feel like it was a psychological win for City. Yeah. You know, a very very big psychological win. I I think people actually take likely how this particular season it seems all the chips are on the table for Pep for Champions League.
0: Yeah.
2: More than any other season. You know. I really feel like he thinks, if I don't do it with this team, I probably won't be able to do it here anymore, you know? Yeah. And I really feel like it's, it's all in or nothing for him. The chips are all on the table, and he's going all in. I, look, we'll talk about it later. I don't know if he'll go all the way. But I do, I do feel like this was a massive psychological win, you know, to break that curse, yeah. to go into the semifinals. Um, I do feel like many people don't necessarily take City seriously in Champions League because of their history. Yeah. You know, they take them very lightly. But them coming into the semi-final has definitely raised a couple of eyebrows um, in, in worry. Uh, because everybody knows the quality that City has. Yeah. But the problem is then, yeah. should they make it through past the semi-final? Will they be ma- first of all, will they be ma- able to make it past the semis? Yeah. And if they do, would they be able to get in, you know, make it all the way through to the final? Because as much as you've beaten the psychological win of the quarters, this is all brand new territory now. Yeah. This is a new dragon to slay. You struggled yeah. with the other dragon for a couple of years. You've slayed that. Now you're confident, but do you have what it takes to slay this one? Yeah. And the way they played that game, with the maturity, as Pomuzo says, I do feel like they're in with a chance for that final, um, you know, birth. I do feel like it,
1: honestly. yeah mm. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, firstly, I would say... Uh, Man City played a good game. Of course, I predicted that Dortmund <laughs> would go through. <laughs> yeah. No, but honestly, I was onto something because if you look at it, guys, uh, of course Man City kept most of the ball uh, and pressed Dortmund really, really high and aggressively. So honestly, what would happen is when I said that they'll get caught, that's what happened in both mm-hmm. the legs. Because what would happen is Dortmund were not able to play out from the back, mm-hmm. so so they had to quickly release the ball into the midfield where they'd find uh the kid Bellingham. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then Bellingham would carry the ball and go out front where he would find Mark Royce or or, Harland. or Yeah, And that's how the that's the only way that Man City got caught in both the legs. Mm, yeah. It's just that unfortunate that, you know Man City got more goals and they
0: managed the game pretty uh, well. The the, the cream know? always rises to the top. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> Come on. And and that's just Come it. Man on. City Man City just had too much quality. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. That's true. That's, that's true. true that, yeah. definitely showed. that definitely showed. Man City just had too much quality. And uh, you know what I love about what I love about the city side is that it's a coming of age. You know, yes, they've always been very Good, very talented And very good on the eye But now There's uh, an extra metal that they've added mm. And you can see that some of those players Are getting a lot more mature mm. You know, when I see Riyad Mahrez Take the ball off the brain for that penalty That for me You know what it goes back to mm. It goes back to City Versus Liverpool mm. at Anfield When he puts that penalty away City go clear of Liverpool But he missed that penalty you know, and when he missed that penalty, yes. there was something that was stuck on his mind yes. for a long time, for a very long time. Yes. So when I start to see players take responsibility like that, when I start to see Kyle Walker being more vocal, when I start to see Phil Foden raising his hand, it starts to show me that these guys have grown in leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. So as much as it was a great um, uh, a performance on the field, but I look at the mat- the maturity, mm-hmm. and they've come of age. You know, mm. those guys have gone from boys to men. Stones, mm. Diaz, you know, those were the players I picked out as key players going into that encounter because they had to stop Holland, mm. and yeah. they conducted themselves very well. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. Stones, you can see that solid. Stones was a very talented boy with lots of potential. Today, he's a man. You know, he's growing into... You can see him becoming a leader for Manchester City. So, that's what impressed me the most about Manchester City. And also being able to calm themselves down and remind themselves that, hey man, there's still 45 minutes. There's still a game to be played. You know, let's keep cool heads. Let's keep playing. Let's keep circulating the ball. Let's keep creating chances. So, that for me... Is, 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 is quite the beautiful narrative.
2: You, you know what that also shows? The difference between a team like a City and a Liverpool right yeah. now is exactly that, you know. A City is more of a holistic team. You yeah. know, Pep has made sure that he has contingencies for every kind of problem that he'd possibly have. Yeah. You know, whereas with Liverpool, it seems like Klopp took it for granted to say we're flying high and there was no contingency plan for any kind of yeah. you know, mm-hmm. mishap down the road. Yeah. So, you know, Mark of a great manager, mark of a great team, city yeah. are flying high, they're doing well. Um, but we
1: will see. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you're not sure. We will see. I, I'm with Soli there. I feel like they're missing that little, you know. Something, yeah. yeah they missing that little something, but overall they played well. And yeah. to what you said about the Murray's penalty, I was thinking the exact same thing when he stepped <laughs> up. I all I could see is like him hitting it over yeah. the crossbar, but that yeah. showed um that showed a lot of character. confidence in the players. Yeah. As well, eh?
0: yeah, 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 definitely. And moving on to the fourth and final tie, I think by far <laughs> the 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 tie. Of the quarterfinals, mm. one of the mm. best mm. footballing mm. matches we've seen in a long mm. time.
1: Yeah.
0: PSG 3, Bayern Munich 3, a mouth-watering tie. As we saw six goals scored in two games and many chances created. What do you make of the outcome over, of the game over two legs as Lewandowski, Nabri, Verratti and Marquinhos, who only played a few minutes, didn't all thoroughly feature? Do you guys think it affected the quality of the tie? Mozo, what's your take on this, bro?
1: I think it definitely affected the quality of the tie. You know, um, back to the what? prediction. <laughs> listen, listen, listen to what I'm saying. Look, they still had world-class players. Like yeah? a- Each of those players are probably like top 10 in their position, right? Mm-hmm. But the only aspect that it affected the quality of the tie is the attacking. You okay. know, um, when it comes back to the prediction of um, the PSG and, Dortmund and the Bayern game, I said, like... I could, like, bet my life that Bayern were going through, you know? I disagree. Yeah, you yeah. see? And, uh, like, looking back to what the information I had then, I still wouldn't take it back. True. And now, looking at the the Bayern team, you can say, yeah, you took out Lewandowski, your goal scorer. You took out Gnabry. First of all, those two are the two main goal, uh, goal contributors. Yeah. Uh, Lewandowski is actually first, and then Gnabry second. But Muller is... Um, Thomas. Uh, Thomas Miller's second and Gnabry's third. Mm. So, but when you take out Lewandowski, you don't you don't just take out a goal scorer. That's something I was looking at True. when I was yeah. watching the game. Lewandowski is a key part in forming attack, uh, forming the attack and going through the middle, creating yeah. plays. A lot of tough uh, Thomas Miller mm. goals come off of Lewandowski. Yeah, you mm. see. And if you watch that game, PSG just forced, um, just forced by and wide. Yeah. So you could see that they liked that um that
0: focal yeah. point. And you know when you mention Lewandowski, you know what Lewandowski is to this Bayern Munich side is what Cristiano Ronaldo was to that Real Madrid side. You know these players and this is a very atmospheric and spiritual thing. These players when they're on the field anything can happen. Yeah. They take up the the presence of a demigod. Yeah they've got a special anointing for things to happen. Yes. Just because they're on the field. Yeah. And things happen just because they're on the field. They might not score the goal, but because Lewandowski was there, yes, yes. they win. They yes. dominate. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And he's a very focal point when it comes to Bayern Munich. People only look at his goals, right? Yes. I urge you guys to actually go and look at his link-up play. It's,
2: a, it's phenomenal.
0: You know? Phenomenal. And he's a leader. Phenomenal. When, when, when you see Lewandowski in your team, you're inspired. It goes back to what I was saying about the two centre-backs, right? If you play with Phillips and Kavak, you're almost looking and thinking, yeah, ja, ja, okay, these guys, yeah, but ah. yeah, yeah. when you look at Lewandowski, you're inspired. Yep. Yeah,
1: he's the, yep. You know? Yep. Yeah, that's even that's where I feel the the quality was affected. And you, get, you take out Gnabry and Lewandowski and basically you take out half of Muller. Lewandowski, <laughs> yeah. just, Lewandowski just Levandowski just makes Muller Muller's a quality yeah, player but Lewandowski just yeah, uh, puts him over the much. top but with that said I think that PSG did what they had to do you know and they did it well yeah. um and they didn't I was proud that they didn't sit and just uh wait for them to come they actually tried pressing either up the field and when Bayern beat that line that's when they would recover and then you know um all of them would be behind the ball but it wasn't an automatic thing of, well, okay, and have the ball, let's all, yeah. you know, so they tried to play and the big players showed up and that's, the goals separated them. Yeah. But that's, that's how I feel about the team.
0: Yeah. Mr. Solly, what, what did your eyes, what did your eyes see? One expression.
1: Oh!
0: My
2: goodness, what a game. <laughs> what a game, what, what a two-legged tie. Um, you know, some of the special players came to the party here. You know, I mean, that first leg, that Neymar, you know, that Neymar pass. For me, that was like the pass of the two legs. That pass where he was facing his own goal. Yeah. Looping it over for Marquinhos, you know. Um, You know, the the, the linker play. The second leg, I really feel like PSG should have actually taken Bayern's, you know, heart out right there. (laughs) The amount of chances that they missed were insane, you know. But I will say, revenge is very, very sweet. And this was that kind of game. For me... This is what makes PSG the favourites You know This is what makes PSG the team to look out for Because should you be able to beat the champs And that was what was on the line With this game It wasn't yeah. just a quarter final tie It was a Whoever wins this one Has one hand on the trophy You know Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves Yes I know There's a lot of ties ahead but, who, you know, sometimes certain games are psychological wins. Yeah. They make you walk into the dressing room and believe, yeah. you know. Um, it takes me back to a Liverpool, you know. Liverpool lost in the final. What happened the next year? You know? Yeah. What happened last year? Yeah. yeah I'm just saying. history yeah. History shows you. Yeah. The side that knows what to deal with in the final, if they make it there for the second time running consecutively, yeah. they're gone. It was a beautiful game. Um you know Mbappe, Neymar, that combination. I did feel like PSG did miss that variety factor. Like for me, I, yeah. I feel yeah. like if I don't if if I don't see a variety in a PSG team, they're not really firing on all cylinders. Yeah, you know? but. Neymar just looks like he's having fun in there guys. Is yeah. it just
0: me or does he look like he's enjoying he's his football? Enjoying he, yeah. He, was, he, was, he, he looks like he's enjoying he his looks, football. He again. looks like uh Neymar 1415 yes. Barcelona Neymar. Like dude,
2: he's smiling. He, he's he's laughing in the he's having fun. He looks like he's enjoying playing with the guys he's playing with. Yeah. He looks like he's enjoying playing under the coach. You know, it actually yeah. makes me think cuz many coaches have tried to get Neymar to play like that and have failed. Yeah. So it shows me that Poch has something special as well as a, you know, as a manager. Yeah, it, definitely. It, 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 it's, yeah, super exciting! Oh, super yeah. exciting!
0: Definitely,
1: do me. Uh, ah, this is the one I'm excited about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, because I called it, guys. I called it, and everybody laughed. Yeah, yeah it, the it. bones. I'm sure everybody <laughs> was the listening. They were like, "What is <laughs> this guy talking about?" I don't what he's talking about. Yeah. I'm sure they're not laughing now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But honestly, yes, it was uh, it was a very good game. Um, uh, I did say that PSG were gonna win, and and I and I think the way I analyzed it is what happened. Yeah. Because I did say that. Bayern play a very high line mm. And that is just playing Into PSG's strengths mm. Did Bayern Munich miss The uh, Inabry and Lewandowski Yes But I like honestly it. I won't use that As an, as an excuse Because it's football uh, Injuries are like yeah. are like Natural things That happen in football And just like you said mm. If you don't have That contingency mm. Then mm. You know You'll be caught wanting Every yeah. team yeah. faces injuries So you mm. can't really say Injury Injury I didn't have him I didn't have them It's a normal thing mm. But going back to what I said um, So like I said Bayern Munich playing a very high line. Like you said, the Neymar ball. Mm. That was that. That happened when the ball was out. Mm. Bayern Munich immediately Press pressing that. up. Mm-hmm. The Neymar, the clever guy, oh, over, over the ball. top. Yep. And yep. then also the goal with Mbappe. Mm. Passed it through ball. Mm. I think from Neymar again. Yeah. yeah then Neymar he just yep, yep, smacked it. Yep, yep, you yep, know, so yep. I did see that happening. Because, like I said, uh, I was talking to to you, Lula. I was like, if Mbappe can just stick to this style of play, of getting in behind <laughs> really? defenders.
0: You are speaking to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm kidding, you know, I'm kidding. Yeah, I was yeah. To
1: myself, like, if Mbappe can just stick to this style of play, he can really mm. hurt teams. Yeah. And that's what he did. And I'm just glad that PSG were able to exploit the fact that Bayern Munich really pressed high up. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. these guys were able to get in behind. Yeah. You know, but yeah, that's... Smart management. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, very that, smart.
0: You know what it is? It's a very basic, traditional... Um, style of play when it comes to the duo. One comes, one goes. Yeah. Neymar comes, Mbappe goes. Yeah. It, it, it's just basic. It goes back to how... You know what I love about Poch and what I've always loved about Poch is that he's always able to get the very best out of, um, out of uh, uh, partnerships. Mm. I feel like there's no coach in in, 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 in world football who can quite do it like him when it comes to partnerships? Because with him, he's very consistent with his partnerships, and he doesn't rotate. Mm-hmm. You look at Spurs; he got the very best out of Delhi Ali and Kane. Mm-hmm. At some point, they were world—they they were like world beaters. At yeah. some point, I remember Delhi Ali was linked to Real Madrid, Barcelona. Same thing with Kane. Mm-hmm. You looked at the centre back partnering with Alderweireld and Vertonghen. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. so you look at those partnerships and. Poch excels at building partnerships. And what he does is the partnerships complement each other. You know, and that's what I I really love about Poch. I love that the guys are smiling, the guys look happy, and they want to play for him. You know, they really, really, really want to play for him. And when you look at PSG from the outside looking in, like, you just want to play. You want to be in that camp. And chemistry is something that a lot of people don't really notice about PSG because I follow quite a few of them on social media. These are guys who, when they have a bra, everybody's there. Mm. Nobody's missing. Like all of them are there. You know, I remember it was a couple of um, months ago when I forgot whose, whose, whose child had a birthday, but they were at the child's birthday party. the whole team, team, you know, and that's chemistry, you know, and that's The one factor that has been missing from PSG We've had superstars, yes But chemistry You understand And one thing I really loved about Yes, Neymar dazzled He was amazing But the experienced head The words which he echoed to his teammates Before the game, before the tie was Guys, we need to show ourselves That we can beat these guys Forget the world Forget the media Forget the coach But it's about us
1: <laughs> you know, to what you said with the to me when he was talking about the injuries, you know, I get the Bayern. Um, you know, you can't really blame it on injuries, but uh, I would want to look at Bayern's season so far. They've been so poor defensively. They first they yeah. concede so many goals, and Lewandowski. That's how you find Lewandowski has forty goals. But he scores, <laughs> he scores four. They, the other team scores three in the first half, he and scores four, he scores four. Yeah. It's been that pattern. So, outscoring had been their thing. You know, they're reminding me of a uh, Liverpool, Liverpool without Van Dijk. You know, yeah. Yeah. so that's. I think that was a big factor in that uh, in that time. Nobody
0: could yeah. outscore so, yeah, that yeah. team.
1: But yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you.
0: Yeah. Moving on, right along, gentlemen. This is uh, this is a segment that. I created off the top of my head. I really enjoy this one. Yeah. So four things we learned, five questions, one winner, four five, one disky headlines. Uh, Let's get into it, gentlemen. Okay. Okay. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So the first headline, Thomas Tuchel and his young blues to cause an upset. Yes. <laughs> uh, what do you guys make of this headline? Yes. The <laughs> headline.
1: I, I believe it. He could do it. I believe that he yes. could do it. Yeah. yeah. It's just another thing the guys look like you said with the PSG chemistry, I can see that in Chelsea. They yeah. they're looking like a team that believes. You know, I don't think they think they're the underdogs. So I can see that.
0: Yeah. I I, I want you to elaborate. Earlier on you said you could see that there's something um bubbling under Chelsea. There's yeah. a mold that you see. So I want you to, to elaborate on that. You see, when
1: um, Tuchel started the first few games, um, yeah, he was winning games, but they was they were re- having a hard time scoring. He had figured out the defensive part of the, you know, of Chelsea. Mm. Yeah, they were keeping a lot of clean sheets, one nil. And now looking at the Crystal Palace game and how, he, I think he's figuring out a big part of Lampard's failure in Chelsea was figuring <laughs> the out, pairing. yeah, the but pairing I mean, up front. Yeah, you, know? you have so much talent up there, and He's figuring out the combinations. And, like, that's how I feel like he's forming the team well. You know, they're scoring. They've got the defensive part down. Now the goals are coming. So, that's why I think... um, That's the mold that I see. um, How they score goals now. I see... They have a plan. It's not just yeah. yeah, It's a lot more structured. structured. Yeah, they have a plan. A lot lot more structured.
0: To me, how do you feel, bro?
1: Honestly, I think life is not fair. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my heart, my heart doesn't want it to happen, of course. But I think because of that, how dare you? Because because of that, because of that, (laughs) they will just end up winning. Yeah. But uh, honestly, uh, I I would not be surprised if it happens. Yeah. Uh, uh, Who are they playing against? Uh, Real Madrid. Real Madrid. We know that Real Madrid know Champions League and everything like that, but. If you look at this season, Real Madrid and Chelsea, I could I could say uh, I could say hands down that attacking attacking wise they are better right now. Especially if they play Captain America. Defensively, they are better right now. So, could you say that Chelsea are the favourites? If you said it to me, I would not be mad. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I wouldn't be mad. I would I wouldn't fight you. I would not fight you. So, honestly, do I want to type a no? No, but
0: I would not be surprised if it does, honestly. I would not. And we always save the best for last. (laughs) 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 Mr. Chelsea, how do you feel? You know this team of mine, (laughs) (laughs) my
2: team. (laughs) Look, man, here's the thing about Chelsea. Chelsea responds well to a tactical coach. If you look at Chelsea's history, whenever a tactical coach comes into the fray, they respond almost immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, they, 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 they it, it seems like the club really responds well to a nice tactical man that comes with a plan. Yeah. Because they want someone with a picture, someone with a vision that can paint that picture, make it plain for them to see, and then work towards it and move, you know, move, move towards um, making it manifest, you know. Yeah. So, look, um, these young boys are looking very, very good. They're looking very, very promising. But I'm a realist. As much as I'm a supporter first and whatnot, but I'm a realist. And realistically, I don't think Chelsea, even if they would make it into a final, would win it. Yeah. Mm. Um I I, I I do think they possibly end with a shot to get into the final. They may sneak a win in, you know, um, should the football gods deem it so likely. <laughs> uh, Chelsea yeah. is very, is very favoured by the gods. Yeah? Very favoured uh, by That's the what I'm gods. Saying. Like, We're yeah. very favoured by the gods. I don't know what kind of sacrifices we make the <laughs> but we are extremely favoured by the gods. But, yeah. with, you know, with that being said, on a realistic level, I don't think they have what it takes to go all the way at the final.
0: Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Very honest. Moving on to the second headline, Zidane to make history by adding a fourth UEFA Champions League title. How do you feel about this headline, gentlemen? <laughs>
1: uh, you talk about wish. the gods, Soli. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> these these, these, guys, yeah. these, these guys, guys are favored by the gods. Yeah. 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 So yeah. You're favorite. talking about gods, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Champions League and and, 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 and um, Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Ah. Yeah. So yeah. you can you can't you have to say these two in the same
0: sentence. Yeah. All so all the time. So So is it safe to say that we all agree that these guys are
1: Oh, and if you look at it, apparently, there's a stat that I saw. Yeah. Apparently, every time Bayern Munich wins the previous season, Real Remed- Remed- follows, Remed- yeah. follows. Yeah. There so, go. is it a coincidence? Uh, I don't know. I will tell oh, you Remed- about been- another
0: stat later yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, cool. how do you feel? Uh, how
1: do I feel? Yeah, man, like you said, man, honestly, when Real Remed- went on the um, three peat, uh, three-peat, right? The first one they deserved it fully. The second one was sketchy, the third one, <laughs> no. I don't know how they did that, I don't know how they did though. you know, and it's not even about finals, it's just the road to the final. Yeah. the quarters, the, quarter
0: the semis. It, yeah. it goes minimally. back to the yeah. demigod, yeah. demigod anointing. Yeah. Having Cristiano Ronaldo on that field, yeah. that final didn't do much, yeah. Bale was the one
1: Scoring. who
0: scored. Yeah. Uh, carry us? Yeah. Didn't carry us. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> he, he gave the ball to Benzema, so yeah. See,
1: so, yeah. When we talk about Real Madrid, they are—I don't know what. I don't even know if you can call it luck. I don't know what this is. Yeah, you know. so Combine intervention. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. Zidane could do it, and when you have a player like, do me mention that uh, Chelsea's? is better attacking wise you know um <laughs> benzema is just you Benzima. know this guy is <laughs> yeah. this, this guy this season Benzema's just oh, he's just on it you know yeah, yeah he's Karim. just on it that's that's the only guy that you know he could be their demigod yeah,
2: look with 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 madrid you know the thing about Madrid And I, I'm, I'm hearing all you guys And you're very right yeah? But the, the Madrid thing is very simple You don't win 10 Justin G You know <laughs> Gents there's, there's a certain level of experience And you know We spoke about culture We spoke about You know A, 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 a certain philosophy That a team has Within backroom staff You know yeah. Like you were saying The ladies that wash their kit In the laundry room know what Champions League is at Madrid. You know, they know what trophies are at Madrid. The guys that make their food, the guys that sweep the yard, they know, they know, know, you know, that these guys, you know, this is a team full of, um, you know, championship final pedigree, you know, um, championship trophy pedigree. So you can never, like you can never underestimate a team like Madrid, especially when it comes to crucial periods like quarterfinal, semi-final, final stages. Because even though they're not the favorites on paper on a current level, with let's say players on the pitch, I, I really feel like this is how they got past the quarterfinal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they want the better team, mm-hmm. but they are the better team up here, up top in the mind. You know, they're the better team um, in terms of club culture, club you know, they understand that you give us a, a whiff, and, and we're able to go all the way. Taking so the way, I thing. do feel like, look, underestimate them to your own peril. They may shock us, but still, I, I already have a winner for
1: this, and it's not Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look at Madrid's lineup, those guys, like, half of the team have done this before. So um, that's another been thing. Been there, too. done like, that. Yeah, you know. You
0: know. So, um, we've spoken about Mbappe, we've spoken about Haaland, all the hype. The third headline, Phil Foden and Jude Billingham to become footballing greats. The future looks bright.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm just scared for them, honestly. Oh, why are you scared of this Man, for them? English media is powerful, bro. I think they could overhype them, but don't get me wrong, they are playing very well currently. I, I heard a commentator speak about Phil Foden. He's like, you know, he's a young lad. You know, he shows the flair and everything, but then... He has this ability to switch to like a thirty-five-year-old veteran player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, where you can just—he has this poise about yeah, him, and yeah. 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 So that, yeah. honestly, for him, Foden—that is a very good quality. With Jude Bellingham, honestly, I can't—I haven't seen enough, Imagine. enough. Imagine. Yeah, but Foden, I would really, you know, say that he's on his—he's on his way to you know no, the future being looks a, a top, too. top player. Definitely.
0: Uh, how do you feel, Soli, about Stockport and Yesta? <laughs>
2: Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, man, like you know, Dumi is very right. Eh? Um, like I said, for me as well, I can't, I, I can't comment much on Jude, right? Um, in 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 that sense because I haven't seen much of the boy as well. Yeah. But the little that I have seen, you definitely, definitely can tell yeah. that there's a lot of quality here. Yeah. And for me, anybody that pe- plays under Pep, you know. Um, yeah. is, is is a quality player. You know, that man does not let you walk into the field yeah. as an average individual. Yeah. He knows how to build players into world-class, world-beaters, you know. Phil Foden, man, you know this boy, when, when he first started out, a lot of people gave him a lot of critique. Yeah. Foden was critiqued a lot, but... I don't understand why, because you can just see it in this boy. This boy is going to be phenomenal. This boy could actually be a dark horse in, you know, the future of world football as a... You know, number one player in the world If yeah. his trajectory just goes in the right direction I really think, you know, he has it in him He's got a yeah. couple of attitude issues You could see, I mean, <laughs> with some of the reports that came in But, yeah. you know, some of the best players Must be a bit problematic on the outside yeah. you know? I think the, it, it's part of that It must be ego. edgy Yeah, they yeah. must be edgy It's part of that ego cockiness about them that they have Because they know that I'm a superstar This kid knows he's a superstar Yeah, And I don't think the world knows it yet But People are beginning to actually see signs So I think Yeah man, I think um, the future Looks bright Um, If he could make the final You know, under Pep, I I, I do think It's going to be good for him The only problem I've had is that, you know, with English players They perform very, very well when it comes to Champions League They perform very well when it comes to the league But how that Translates to the English national team Is really sketchy for me And with players like Foden, I hope that could give us a different trajectory for English football moving yeah.
1: forward. You know, um, they've said all. I I agree with most everything, almost everything that they say. Jude, we haven't really seen, uh, you know, enough of him to to proper judge Yeah, yeah the proper assessment. But do you know that they've actually retired his jersey? Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll actually I'll
0: actually speak a lot yeah. about wow. Jude going forward. Yeah, yeah, because I've seen quite a lot of him actually. Wow. Yeah, so. Jude, I can't really speak, but
1: the talent is there, unfortunately, in football, to become a graded, you know, it's not all about talent, True. there's so many external factors, but with Foden, this guy, I I don't see anything stopping this guy, he's just, like, watching him play, it was it was magical, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, after Kevin De Bruyne, Foden was, you know, mm-hmm. and like, I think he might have like, been on the same level, like, one could argue that he, would, yeah, it was his night. So, I don't think the only thing I would like to see is how he would react if Pep were to leave, or, uh, you know, yeah. Pep were to leave Man City, how, um, how he would handle that, you know, yeah, because I feel like, uh, Pep is really good when with, um, developing players. Oh,
0: definitely, yeah. definitely. Because when he got to Manchester City, he identified he identified a couple of young players, right? And in the development system, he had identified Sancho, he had identified Foden. And he had sort of earmarked them as the guys who he would integrate into the first team. Mm. Sancho was not about that, so he bounced. Foden stayed. And how, you know, if it were not for Pep, I think the English media would have swallowed Foden by now. But Pep does it so well. Some games, he leaves them out. You know, some games, he brings them on when there's a couple of minutes left. You know, he's done really well. However, everybody has said what they said, said about Phil Foden, and I, I thoroughly agree. I do see him becoming a footballing great. The man that I want to speak about, or let me say the yeah, teenager, dude. is. Uh, That's the story on Jude! Jude Billingham. So, this is a player I have thoroughly seen, and um, I've watched him in championship. This was a man who, 12 months ago, was earning £145 um, pounds a week. And he was fighting relegation and championship with Birmingham, right? He was linked to Manchester United, Dortmund. He chose Dortmund over United, which was great, Mm. right? Mm. How he got into the first team of uh, Birmingham was that they had told him that listen, we don't see you as a 10, we don't see you as an 8. We don't see as a four. We see as a 22. That's why he wears the jersey number 22. Because he can do uh, what a 10 can do, what an eight can do, and what a four can do. He does it all. Box to box genius. So they retired his jersey. And when they retired it, a lot of people were up in arms like, whoa, you know. And I knew why. I could see the talent. And I'm like, he's going to prove why they retired that jersey. And Pep raves about him. I think he's going to become a footballing great because he's also a throwback. He's a traditional box-to-box midfielder. When last did we see a midfielder that can do a bit of everything? Mm. Mm. That can score goals, break down play, assist goals, create play. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. He can Mm. do a bit of everything. So I really think that he's going to become a footballing great. And what I think, he's going to be one of those that you don't really pay attention to, but he's going to have a meteoric rise. But... Mm -hmm. The media won't be focused on him by virtue of the fact that he's taken a different route to what all the other English boys take. All the other English boys stay in England, Mm. but he's moved away. And that's what I really love about him. And that, to do that at such a young age is pretty phenomenal. Moving on to the fourth headline. PSG and Potch ready to claim the European throne. (laughs) What do you guys think?
1: The
2: time is now. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, On, yeah, I agree with what The
0: Yeah,
1: Honestly it, It'll go back to what you said About Liverpool Yes When they lost in the final yes. And they came back The next season to yes. win it Uh, PSG gave me the same feel mm. That this time of, Not to say they didn't really Want it the last The previous season But Yeah I think it'll probably Happen again we didn't win it last season but this time we're just going to come back strong and then trip go for the for the whole thing. Yeah. I th-
2: I think I think they definitely if they make it into the final it's PSG's to lose. The, the 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 trend shows you already, you know, you go to the final, you figure out what it takes to get to the
0: final, you come back next season, you get the job done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And the stat I wanted to mention was oh, yeah. most teams or most teams who've beaten by Munich in the past couple of years go on to win the Champions League. Oh, that's, that's that was the, that's my stat, stat you wanted stat. to
1: say oh. yeah. That's what okay. I was saying
0: If you beat the champs You effectively have one hand on the
2: trophy It's for you to lose mm.
1: You know um, PSG have the quality And I think they believe And honestly It's now and never for uh, for the Champions League Because next year I don't I don't see them getting this far again So I think They will With what you guys said The trends You know Everything is aligning The stars are aligning mm. It can it can happen for them this
0: season? Oh, definitely, definitely. And moving on to the last headline, UEFA Champions League is made even greater by fans.
1: Definitely, without oh, a doubt, Everything's made better. So we can all agree that yeah. we, miss yeah.
0: we miss the fans. We miss the terribly, fans terribly,
2: man. I mean, some of the moments that went on over the last, you know, couple of games, the quarterfinals. Some of the moments we're going to see in the semis. You know, you. What makes Champions League or any kind of sport really burn the fire in your belly is that crowd that just screams and shouts. There's a certain frequency and vibration that emits from that where you feel the euphoria even if you're not there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, gentlemen, it's time to pick our standout headline from above. Pumuzo, what's your standout headline? My standout
1: headline... My standout headline would be uh, Thomas Tuchel and... um, Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> cause an upset <laughs>
0: Mr. Solly Look,
2: yeah, because my blood is blue I'd say Thomas Tuchel But on a realistic level And because I'm a lover of the game I feel like my standout headline is Poch and PSG ready to claim the European throne.
0: What do you think, Dumi? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fourth telling title. you, the gods are speaking hey, that's to me <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. another good the one, gods I, must are speaking say, to yeah. I must say <laughs> Yeah, yeah My standout headline PSG and Poch Ready to claim The European throne Think about this PSG went to the final Lost The year before that Poch went to the final Lost
2: Oh snap
0: Two energies One goal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Third time lucky
1: You know, the number three is perfection. Yeah, wouldn't you love to see uh Thomas
0: and Port in the final? Exactly, that's I feel like, yeah, that's that's, oh, yes, that would be very interesting. Moving on to extra time segment so the Champions League semi finals, which will be contested. So, with this one, gentlemen, I just want predictions. That's Uh, it. uh, 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 uh. We will go into depth after these two matches have, have been contested, we will meet again. We all have a date, gentlemen, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I will ask: Chelsea versus Real Madrid.
1: Start promoting. Chelsea versus Real Madrid. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> say <laughs> her name, bro. Uh, Chelsea. Chelsea. It's obvious. Chelsea. Chelsea. Yes. Chelsea. We sneaking Chelsea. into this. I say the one favored by the gods, Real Madrid.
0: <laughs> Real Madrid. Yeah. Uh, I agree with Dumi there. I yeah, say Real, Madrid. Real Madrid. Madrid. PSG versus Man City.
1: Man, you're killing me. Ah, PSG. Name.
2: This one is a tough one. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like the only club that can spoil PSG's party is Man City. So I say PSG. 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 <sighs> unanimous. I also. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> is <that, laughs> is it unanimous? Yeah. I,
0: have a I feeling because it's
2: unanimous, <laughs> City's actually gonna
0: yeah. That's why I life
1: is not fair. Life is not fair. Life is not fair. Yeah.
0: I I, I also think that uh, PSG is is gonna take it. So to end it all off. It's the scout selection segment. Four teams. Four players to make a difference. One from each team. Who do you think makes the difference for PSG? Neymar.
1: Ney. 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 So we all agree PSG Ney. is Neymar. Ney. Yeah. yeah. Man City? Kevin, Kevin, yeah. Hmm. No, no, no. No, I'm sorry. Hmm. Diaz. So yeah. you can stop uh yeah. uh the, the, the yeah. attacking the yeah. uh, threats. Yeah. I would I Diaz. would say I would say
2: where Pep is going to win that game is in defense. Yeah. Defense. Yes, yeah. yeah. I think that's where he's going to win that game. Pep, like I said, Pep's mindset and his tactical ability to break this thing down, it's going to be, ooh, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah,
0: so we
1: say Diaz. Diaz.
0: You guys say Diaz. I'm going with Stockport in Yester. I yeah. feel like Foden. Forden, Foden,
1: You can't give me like one name. Forden, man. I said I said one, one name, name, guys. Please. One name.
0: Okay, Chelsea. Mount. Mason. <laughs> yeah,
1: Mount. Mason, uh, yeah, let's go with Mason, man. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Mason, definitely.
0: Let's go with Mason. I go with uh, N'Golo Kante to nullify the midfield of Real Madrid.
1: Yeah.
0: Good. good Real Madrid? Oh, very good one. Casimiro.
1: Oh, yeah. very good one. oh that, that is a good, that yeah. is a good, Casimero. that is a good, um, yes, I, I agree with you. I was going to say Benzema, but yeah. Casimiro yeah. would just yeah. shut down <laughs> all those Casimero. boys. Yeah.
0: What do you think, Mr. Sol?
1: Like the quarterfinal, Courtois.
2: Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> no problem, but yeah. And hey, remember, former
0: Chelsea player. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. That makes it really <laughs> yeah. interesting lineup. Yeah. And just to add, to close it all off, Eden Hazard could be fit yeah. to face his former side. Uh-huh. But that is a topic for another day, gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining me on my very first episode of Disky Talk with Liolo. I thoroughly enjoyed this one. And uh, I'm glad that you guys could be part and parcel of history. (laughs) Congratulations, my brother.
2: Congratulations. We're really proud of you. We're proud of you venturing off into your own, you know. um,
0: You definitely have what it takes. So above and beyond, greater things to come. Thank you very much, gentlemen. So it is set. I do have a date with these three men again. Yes, sir. To discuss PSG, Man City. And then Chelsea versus Real Madrid Mm. signing out.